Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Good morning Russell. Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that when you say, see, I am doing a new thing, you never disappoint. You always reveal a new truth. You always reveal a new facet, a new dimension of yourself. And you show that to us through your word. You speak to us directly in that word and through that word. So that when we hear it and when we hear by it, by what you want to really tell us, what you are showing us there, that is when you bring that faith and fill it into our hearts. We thank you, Father. We thank you for that powerful teaching last night that you hijacked it and you gave it a different direction. You had a different teaching that you wanted to bring to us. We thank you, Father, that you revealed to us the very basics of our faith on which that faith is built, your word, and where that word stands. We thank you, Lord, that there are so many more lives that are being transformed when that word is sown into their hearts as a seed. That seed takes root. And then as you nurture it with your word, that root goes into a plant. A tree that will bear fruit. And you work with it all along, bringing your fruit that you give and has been mentioned and described in Galatians 5.22. All facets of it into our lives. We thank you, Father. the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts, Lord, this day. Knowing that you are there, knowing that you are with us. We share that same peace and that same joy as we come into your presence and we acknowledge your presence here. The giver of that peace, the giver of all things good, the giver of wisdom. We share it all with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family called by your name. We share it with everyone. Room prayers have been requested on this group. Those that have no one to pray for them as well. We share it with all those that do not yet know you personally. You have not become that real to them yet. For those whom you are still a religion. And with all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. We pray that their hearts be quickened as well, Lord. For unless you draw them unto you, they cannot come. This is what your word says. It says it in Psalm 80 and John 664 as well. We thank you, Father. That when we call on your name, you are always paying attention. And everyone that calls on that name shall not end up in shame. So as we make our prayer today, Lord, we come with that same confidence and understanding. As we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the king of the universe, the one who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than all that we can ask, but even more so, more than we can comprehend even in our imagination. Things that we can't even imagination that you have kept, can't even imagine in our minds, you have kept in store for us. And you reveal it to us in honor of the faith that we demonstrate, in honor of the action that we take in that faith. 
But even though it is impossible to our human understanding, to our logical mind, to our common sense, nothing is impossible to you. This is what your word says. And we stand by it, Father. We call on the name of the great I am. The one who is ever faithful and has loved us with that everlasting love, even more than we can love ourselves. He loves us more than that. That is beyond our comprehension. The one who blots out our transgression and remembers our sins no more. The one who Job 7 verse 20 says is the preserver of men. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus. The one who said I will never leave you. Though I am with you and will go with you always even unto the end of time. And he gave us his spirit. It is he who taught us faith through that word. By making that word alive, we pray in the name of that spirit. The one who reveals the deep and secret things of the father. This is what Daniel 2, 21-22 says. He is the breath of the father given to us. Quickens us in our spirit and heals us from our backsliding as well. So that in our journey, despite our human weaknesses and vulnerabilities, it is he who is our partner. It is he who does that balancing act and recompensates everything. Bring it back in alignment. We thank you, Father, that you have given us your word, your spirit. You have given us family and friends, that you have given us angels and destiny helpers, that you have given us prophets. We thank you, Father, that you have given us teachers who represent your Holy Spirit. All that you want to pour into our lives, all that you want to teach us, so that when we walk on our journey with you, it is these that help shape that image and that likeness at your instruction, under your command. We thank you, Father, that you choose to bless us through men and to men, to each of us. We thank you, Lord, that you quicken the dead and you call the things which are not even, which are not as though that they were. And you teach us that. When you fill us and you give each of us the measure of faith. And we use that in our prayer today and every day, Father. We thank you, Lord. As we make our reflection in our prayer this morning, we cover and seal every word we speak, and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. As also I draw the bloodline and around every member of every family that is part of this prayer group and every person that is part of this meeting or even prays with this recording by the precious blood of Jesus. That blood that has won all victories. That blood that the enemy fears. And declare it the hedge of defense around each of these in the spirit. That every form of wickedness that comes against this hedge let there be judgment called upon it, fire called down from heaven in the name of Jesus. We declare them condemned right now. This is our realm given to us by our Father. And under that authority of the name of Jesus, 
we stand strong in declaration with our words. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us. Protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. We put on our angels and, and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with that holy, perfect, and true will of the Father. That does not change. That will, that plan that he has for our lives. When he said, I knew you even before I formed you in your mother's womb. That plan, Lord, we call for to be executed in our lives this day. We thank you, Father. And as we herald the power in our word, through our reflection and the prayers that we release in faith this day in the spirit, we speak that, we proclaim it by speaking your words from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of each of our mouths this day. Each of us. And we declare in all faith that it will not come back, not return to us empty, without accomplishing what we desire, but will achieve the purpose for which we send it, when we send it in faith, in accordance with your will, Lord, and in the mighty name of Jesus, we release it. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord, that you have given us that power in our tongue. In John 8, verse 21 and 22, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, and I'll read the extended amplified version. It says, continually obeying my teachings and living in accordance with them. Then you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth regarding salvation. And the truth will set you free from the penalty of sin. Here. I'd like to raise the question that Pilate asked Jesus when he was interrogating him. In John 18, verse 38, he asked him, what is truth? And interestingly, this is my testimony as well as of yesterday. This was the question that the Holy Spirit posed to me and got me reflecting on while I was traveling back from work yesterday. Even before Brother Vivek could start his teaching. And yet... Although Brother Vivek had a different topic that he had prepared for, he had different notes that he had made, the Holy Spirit got him pointing and reflecting on the word again, the truth. We thank you, Father, that you are doing a new thing. Your ways are much higher above our ways. Thank you, Jesus. So today I want to get into that question, what is truth? This question was in response this question came from Pilate and was in response to what Jesus said in John 18, 37, the verse before that. When Jesus said, everyone who is of the truth, everyone who is on the side of truth, listens to my voice. Here I am reminded what Jesus said in John 10, verse 27 and 28, where he said, my sheep hear my voice. 
and I know them and they follow me. So his sheep are the people who are of and who live by the truth. He said, they hear my voice. He told Pilate here, they listen to me. And they follow me. And then in verse 28, he says, and I give unto them eternal life. This is John 10 verse 28. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. It is neither shall any man pluck my sheep out of my hand. My sheep, those who are of the truth, who have understood it and live by it. I give to them eternal life. They shall not perish. So it is important for us to understand and digest that truth and then live by it. Everyone who sides with that truth then, after knowing it, everyone who decides to take it up and live by it is saved eternally and no one can take them. Now, that is the important bit. No one can take such a person who sides with the truth out of the hands of Jesus. No matter what they do. No matter the temptation. So let's now look at what is this truth then. It is certainly the word. The word of God. It comes only from the word. And nothing outside the word. And you start by studying the word. And then meditating on it. But you can only know. Or that word only becomes truth to you. When it is revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. When its true meaning, its deeper essence is revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. Just like Brother Vivek said, you meditate on it, you mutter it and you keep muttering and you keep muttering. And then he says, here's the true meaning in what you're actually saying. Just like the secret was revealed to Daniel. Which nobody could understand the signs on the wall. It came as a revelation. Here as well, it comes to you as a revelation. But you've got to be hungry enough, just as we've been taught last night. You've got to be hungry enough to be persistent and persevere in it. Keep on muttering it and say, Lord, teach me what does this mean? How do I apply it in my life? And this is why Jesus says in many places while he's teaching, let him who have ears hear. By this he really means, let him who is charged in the spirit receive revelation and be given an understanding. And then following that understanding is the wisdom. Wisdom is not just knowledge or information. Wisdom is knowledge plus understanding of how to use that knowledge in what circumstances and in what way in order to get a result. The Bible is full of principles. Principles for life. He said, I came that you might have abundance. Now, if we understand how to put them into practice, we will always have that abundance because you can rinse and repeat and reproduce the result. That is when that word now has become truth. The truth is not a fact. It is not some information that you acquire. It is revealed and it becomes substance. When you come into that reality, when you reach that realm of where it operates. And that substance you can only tap into by faith. For faith also is the substance of the thing that you are hoping for. You start with the hope, 
you look it up in the word and says this is what that hope is this is what the word is that points to my hope and then you start to touch it by keeping on muttering it until you reach the realm where it becomes flesh and it dwells within you and you start to believe that this is going to happen this has started happening already What you hope for, you can only touch when it is the truth. When it has become real, when that word has become real to you. More real than the problem that you see with your eyes. The truth is that word that shall not pass away even if heaven and earth shall pass. It has become that real. You know that no matter what happens. Whether a storm comes, whether earthquake comes or whatever happens, what I have believed on, that I must have. That will happen in exactly the way it is said in the word. Holding on to it, no matter the doubt, the fear or confusion, whatever chaos is going on around. You refuse to latch on to any of those and just hold on to this, believing it is the truth. That reality that you meditate on by muttering it, digest it, and then it becomes flesh and dwells within. When that word is indwelling in you, that truth is indwelling in you, that is when you start to look at what Jesus said, when he said, if my word remains in you, it now dwells within you, then you shall know and you shall see the truth with your spiritual eyes. And it is this truth that now sets you free through manifestation. Free from what? The Jews of his day told him, we have never been slaves. What freedom are you talking about? Freedom from the fear of being overwhelmed by your problems. Freedom from doubt in your own capabilities. Freedom from the lies and suggestions of the enemy. Freedom from any power that it may have against you. That you now start to say, I am the body of Christ, just like we confess boldly. Satan, sin, sickness and disease, no power and no place. Out. Freedom from all limitations. When you rise in that freedom, then you are able to retain your true joy because it doesn't depend on the surrounding circumstance. It depends on what you know is going to happen irrespective of what the circumstances are saying. That truth. Then when you pray in your joy, that prayer will always be an answered prayer. That faith is undiluted, uncontaminated. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. This is what Hebrews 11.6 says. We must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of faith. You are holding on to that truth. You are ticking the box of faith. Now here I'd just like to highlight some characteristics of the truth. And this is based on insights from the powerful teaching of last night. When you pray, I'd like each of us to remember these. The first one is Psalm 138 verse 2. It is just a recap. It is just a memory jog. Psalm 138 verse 2 where he said he has magnified his word above his name 
And that was the essence of the whole teaching yesterday when we understand what is the position that that word carries. What is the authority that it carries? That that word is truth. And he, God himself, has restricted himself to that word literally as being the final authority, the final say. Even more than his own name. That is why he says, heaven and earth shall pass, but my word shall not pass. That is the extent of authority that that word carries. That is the truth that we are holding on to. Just as brother taught us, you are then speaking that word. Can you imagine the power that you are releasing? Life and death is in the power of your tongue. What is that life and death? The eternal, the supreme authority in the universe that you are releasing from your tongue. And our heralding of that power in our spoken word when we speak Isaiah 55, 10, 11 is based on that very understanding. The second one for us to remember, that truth is eternal. It is unchangeable. It cannot be twisted, tweaked, modified. It doesn't need tweaking. It has been created with all wisdom. So the important thing there is, don't ever doubt it. And the devil tries to confuse you, tries to instill fear. Did God really say this? Throw yourself down and the angels will catch you. Don't doubt it. Stick to the word. Even when the doctor says there is no hope, there is no chance. Where everything around you says there is no way, you will fail. You stick to the word because the word says something that you know. Proverbs 23 verse 23 says, buy the truth and sell it not. Pay the price to acquire that truth, that understanding and the wisdom of how to use it. Learn from wherever you need to learn. Spend the time there. Spend your energy there. Put down commitment. Buy the truth. And then once you have gained it, no matter the suggestion anybody gives, no matter what anyone says, don't ever part with it. That is what it really means. Buy the truth. Sell it not. Don't ever sell it. For something cheap called as fear or doubt, don't ever exchange it. Number three, the word is alive and active. Hebrews 4 verse 12. That's where you find this. That word, when we say is alive and active, it is capable of creating, manufacturing, transforming, bringing change when you speak it into any circumstance. To understand that, you can read Genesis 1. The father spoke the word and there was transformation of darkness into, not only into light, but there was whole creation that was produced out of it. Genesis 1 is worth meditating there when you are reflecting on the word powerful. It actually shows you stages through which creation goes when you speak the word. If you look at the creation of the universe, the earth there, on the seven days, whatever happened, those are the stages in which that word starts to manifest. You can put that into any of your situations and you will see how the seven stages take place. Number four, with that word, you can command you can exercise your God-given authority. In Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, I have given you authority over snakes and scorpions. How will you demonstrate that authority? By speaking the truth, that truth which is now dwelling within you. My words remain within you. 
is what he said. Then you shall ask anything. What happens when you speak it? Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We're now reflecting on the authority given in Luke 10, 19. Authority to over snakes and scorpions. So when you speak that word in command, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5 says, with it, we demolish arguments. We demolish every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What you are doing when you are commanding, you bring them every such wicked thought, pretension, argument, and every wrong, evil knowledge, incorrect lie, incorrect knowledge, a lie, into submission. That is the capability of your word. You can command. And the fifth one, the truth convicts. It washes you. Ephesians 5 verse 26 says, The truth makes us holy, cleansing us by the washing with water, that is the spirit, through the word or through the truth. Lastly, I'd like to close with the biggest truth in the Bible for anyone. That is the essence of the Gospels. Romans 10 verse 8 and 9 sums it up when it says, The word, that is the truth, is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis of faith which we preach. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. You will be saved. Just by doing this. That is the biggest truth that he wanted us to know. Call on his name. And we call on that name every morning with this very understanding, this truth that is now settled within us, that dwells within us, that every time we are in trouble, Lord, we call on your name. Jesus, take over. Take all of me, give me more of you. I surrender and submit to you. I declare you as Lord over my life, over my circumstance, over my problem, over my storm. And he never disappoints. The Bible says everyone that calls on his name shall not end up in shame. When you understand these truths and then you pray with that understanding, your prayer becomes hundred times more effective. And when you come with the right heart, you are in right standing with God and you have repented, which is what we've reflected all this week. Then that prayer becomes the effective, effectual and fervent prayer of a righteous person. The Bible says it is powerful, it avails much result. That is the truth that we must use when we pray. And these five things that have just reflected on the five aspects of truth is what we want each of us to remember when we get into that mode of prayer. When we use the word and pray it back to the Father, knowing that when we ask according to his will, according to his word, he will always and always hear us. Father, we thank you that you have given us this revelation from your teaching last night.
And this morning, can you help us, Lord? We ask for that grace to employ your truth in our prayer in the right way with understanding so that when we hear and that faith comes by hearing and hearing and we release that faith, making our prayer in the spirit, that prayer will never go empty. We ask for that edification in our spirit today. As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and temporal needs, those of our families, our friends, for all those that are battling sickness and disease this day, for all families that are embattled, that are facing separation, for all those that are under the yoke of any kind of stronghold in their life, under slavery, the worst of them being ignorance, prayerlessness, busyness. And poverty. We pray also for our own personal needs, Father. <coughs> we take a moment to release those intentions. Do not say, please understand the truth, declare. He said, whatever you release in my name that I will do for you, declare in his name. Father, we come in agreement with each of these prayers that are released now in accordance with what your word, your truth says in Matthew 18, 19. That prayer of agreement never goes unanswered. We thank you, Father, that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we release our prayer in the spirit, speaking your truth with that understanding, with faith, we know that the Holy Spirit backs it up. For he prays and intercedes for us and on our behalf and with us now. That prayer, Lord, is an answered prayer. This is our belief. This is our understanding. We believe that we have received that answer and it shall be ours. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift. To release your tongue in your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank Shinda <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank 
The words that were spoken to me this morning while we were praying. I am your supreme Christ. I am who is the beginning and the end. I am your Lord and God. I am the word. The scripture I've been given is from Colossians 1, 15 to 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for in him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from John chapter 1, verse 1, quoted from the NIV. That passage has the theme of the word became flesh. And this verse, John 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. A very deep theme to reflect on. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The 
if you are being blessed by these reflections as well as brother savio's reflections that he shares on our telegram group and our facebook page every day please share those with your family or friends especially the one name that the lord points out to you and he says this one needs to know this or hear this today share it with them let that bring transformation he will do the rest please also like and subscribe our youtube page so you can receive notifications every time there is a new live stream prayer session or bible study session that is being run or a new video that has been uploaded to our page let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us when we align with that word and we become doers of the word let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed let us in turn go out be a blessing to everyone around us sharing that same gospel that same truth that is revealed to us within and becomes an indwelling part of our flesh in the mighty name of jesus let us go out and share that and for his glory be blessed everyone and have a great weekend thank you russell god bless everyone thank you russell god bless everyone